So your mental health is important, everybody. That's what we're that saying. Is. And you think it's an insult to Eddie Murphy if I say, is can, is is Eddie Murphy inside me? If that's the title of your sex tape. Doesn't that seem like an insult? Like you don't even know? Oh, wow. Yeah. If you're questioning, are you like, are you there? Sorry, I, need, I, yep. mean, I didn't mean to circle back to that, but <laughs> I, mean, I did. I just had some follow-up questions. Hey, follow that instinct. Okay. Always follow that instinct. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 523 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy, and we're committed to educating you on things entertained that do not matter. To find out more about these of our not-so-typical pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast, and we're still on Twitter and calling it Twitter at PodcastPod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be previewing the fall movies. But before we do that, you guys, we have a live show on Saturday, September 30th in Atlanta. And if you've been on the fence, because maybe you'd have to come by yourself, just an FYI, we have a solo travelers meetup that costs no money on Saturday morning, hosted by Indy, our delightful community manager. You just have to RSVP at knoxandjamie.com slash RSVPATL. Also... This is a great week to sign up for our newsletter note for the audio. It's also free. And this week we have your fall pop culture bucket list, 40 books, movies, TV shows, and a listener curated eight hour playlist that will put you in the mood for all things autumn without becoming pretentious for using the term autumn. It's a win-win. There are almost 25,000 folks who get our newsletter and we have a record-breaking open rate because we don't send no junk. So sign up at knoxandjamie.com slash newsletter. Both of these links to the free goodness in the show notes. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, Jamie, uh, it is, as you mentioned, the call to action. So the week of our second live show, like, can we do a quick vibe check? Like, how's everybody feeling? How's feeling the, what's the great. Word? So okay. feeling, feeling great. She said not feeling great. You know, Listen, that kind of a deal. I feel like part, one of my organs is moving on its okay. own right now. And I don't know why, like, where's it going? There's no room. You got to stay over there. That like, sounds like a understand. great Pixar movie set up. You know, the plot, like, uh, the, uh, is the Eddie Murphy wants to be inside me right now? What's he ah, doing in there? Keep that. Keep that. Tell of your sex. Uh, 
Aaron, what's your vibe? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I feel really good. I I have I'm on Wellbutrin now too. <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> should I say that? I don't no, know. Yeah. I think you should say that because listen, I mean, we're not medical not a, professionals. Not a sponsor. Not a yet. sponsor. Yeah. But I will say, Aaron, I have traveled many times on a plane with Aaron. That's right. And when we went to Austin, Aaron had zero stress. Like she did not need to, like she didn't do all her things. She wasn't nervous when we took off. I no. was like, girl, what's going on? And she was like, I think I have a new drug combo that's working it's magically. A, it's just mm. really, really firing off in all the right ways. So your mental health is important, everybody. That's what we're that saying. Is. And you think it's an insult to Eddie Murphy if I say, is can, is is Eddie Murphy inside me? If that's the title of your sex tape. Doesn't that seem like an insult? Like you don't even know? Oh, wow. Yeah. If you're questioning, are you like, are Sorry, you there? I, mean, I mean, I yep. didn't mean to circle back to that, but <laughs> I, mean, I did. I just had some follow-up questions. Hey, follow that instinct. Okay. Always Thank follow you. that instinct and be like, <laughs> what's the deal here? I think it's great. I think it's great for you and Eddie. Um, uh, Aaron, I know UAB took a took one on the chin. Hey, but I think they, they played hard. They had to play great the number one team in the country. Listen, I was watching on an, in an analog fashion. I was what? on the very normal way to say it. Don't worry right. about it. I was looking at the numbers. Oh, uh, like the little, the little ball that moves on the green no, graph. No, it was, uh, you know, on the Google when you uh-huh. can look at the score, not oh, on yeah. the video. I oh, wasn't so, watching the so video. You were, you were just watching a score change. Yeah. I wasn't watching the, what is the thing? What's the thing? We don't watch it on. It's not the like TV. The Gamecast, YouTube the Gamecast? TV. No, it's not. I was not on TV. It was, you were Googling the score. Is no, that what it, you're it, Yeah. It's just what the Google comes up yep so uh, that sounds like you just googled the score right but then it would change google has a thing where it changes the oh, score okay i don't know about that uh, i think it's like I'm the game about? cast i think it is and i just want to be honest i didn't expect you to keep up beyond last week so <laughs> oh the fact gosh, that you were no, googling I mean, i'm following them on instagram now oh i, I bought a shirt did you really i'm in she's in listen she's in. I, th- I think it's great and they pl- you're right they played great the first half they got yeah. uh destroyed in the second half do you guys know how much georgia paid them to come play. I was going to say that's where they made their bank. Yeah, I hope they. I hope a lot. Three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand dollars. Aaron, do you have a guess? Uh, yeah, I hope it was like a good, a cool hundred thou. Cool hundred thou. <laughs> I love it. A cool How much was thou. it? What was it? Jason, do you have a guess? Do you want to get in here and and have a guess? Let's say two million. Two, oh, okay. Dang. Jason's closer. It's one point eight milli. Wow, that's great good for, for you. Baby. Listen, that's a win right there. Way to go, Blazers. You don't go to Athens to get that BTB, get that butt beat. For less than a mil. Okay. You just don't do it. I'm proud of them. Good, good job, them. Coach Dilfer. And guess what? They're going to solve a cancer with that. So That's, good for them. That's what, right. What, what's Georgia doing? You solving cancers? I don't think so. Just beating up on people. Listen, That's Jan's all doing. very upset about how poorly Alabama is performing this season. She's really yeah. struggling. It, she she just be. screams a lot. I'm just telling you. It's, I'm be, it's not going to get better. It's yeah, get I know worse. it's not. It's awful. Well, uh, it's uh, we're talking about college football. We're talking about movies. We're talking about the live show. Uh, obviously, this means it's officially fall. Um, my daughter had her birthday this weekend. She's the uh, line of demarcation from summer to fall. It's uh, precious. And I'm wearing Nike Under Armour pullovers right wow. now, as you can as you can see. Uh, Wait, is so, Nike and Under Armour, aren't they different? Yeah, but I'm I'm alternating between them. Like yesterday, oh, I had a Nike. They had an Under Armour. Um, I have so, a long sleeve. Aaron has on a denim jacket. We are willing it. We're willing it. it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, but so this, uh, we have no other choice but to know that it's time for Jamie's favorite episode series, the Fall <laughs> Movie Preview. Listen, it's because to me the ridiculous. It's it falls in line with the predictions episode. It's a very stressful episode because predictions are stressful, although. I'm killing it this year. Like I predicted okay. that Sophie and Joe would break up. That's true. I, like I'm very proud of that. You predicted that Taylor would date an athlete. We talked all about that in the morning. Did I really? 
I you did. did. That. You did. And I'm really proud of that. But I, this is, I have to make predictions with not much information. That's I right. can't, and, and I can't just pick and choose what movies I want to talk Like when I do predictions, I can talk about, I can talk about headbands. You know yeah. what? I can talk about any, anything I want. This is like, you got to talk about Flowers of the Killer Moon. Do you think it's going to be good? Do you yeah. not think it's going to be good? And it feels like so much pressure, especially because I'm the one that reviews How Did We Do last year. Sure. And I'm course. just going to spoil it. It maybe didn't go well. It wasn't so great. It wasn't so great. You know what, though? I don't think people listen because they think we have the right takes. I think they just think we have a lot of heart in our takes. So I would just like to release you from that burden, you know? Just like in this moment, we're going to talk about the movie Reptile. I don't know, Jamie, if I'm going to say I think it's going to be incredible or I think it's going to be terrible. I'm going to wait and just feel the vibes at that point, you know? And I I would encourage you to do the same. Just like that's probably wise. It's probably wise. Um, okay, so uh, some some uh, baseline stuff uh, for some context. In terms of why do we do this, uh, this is a recurring series because obviously a lot of the content we create, we're trying to curate stuff. We, we want to curate uh, uh, selections and, and movies and TV shows and books and stuff like that to save your time. But an episode like this is really about saving your money because it's expensive to go to the movies uh, and they are a time commitment and you're busy. Uh, and we want you to uh, be good stewards of that money um, so that you can give it to us, but also so you don't waste yeah. it on stupid movies um, like that we're going to talk about later. Um, uh, in the show notes, this is one of those episodes where you really want to be in the show notes uh, to watch the trailers that we're talking about because we're going to cover a lot of movies. Um, so Indy is going to dutifully uh, put those trailers uh, in the show notes. And in terms of just like, well, th- let me ask this before I talk specifics. Jamie, has your, I know like your movie going strategy has been pretty consistent. Um, yes. Has there been like any changes or like any evolutions in how um, uh, you interact with movies right now? Well, I, I used to love, for me, I, I was always like the bigger the ensemble, the better. Yeah. Like a Barbie moment, right? Like yeah. an Oppenheimer. But I would say my general rule is those are not going to be good. Okay. Because yeah. I think about like uh, Babylon. I think yeah. about Amsterdam. That's right. And I'm not as convinced that the big ensemble pays off always. And so that I'm a little more hesitant about. But I haven't really been to them. Listen, I saw 54 movies by July 21st. I had seen 54 movies. I have not seen another movie since July 21st. Wow. There's not been much to see, man. There's not been much to see. So I'm excited to get back on it. Well, you know, I just... So you haven't seen Expendables? I don't understand. Like, why? Expen- why haven't you seen? What's that about? I really miss out. Listen, it's because uh, the popcorn's not enough of a draw for a three-hour yeah. old. Listen, can the olds, I mean, I'm getting old, but I recognize I don't want the olds to make movies. Okay. I want the youngs to make movies. You I don't what? need to see myself in Expendables. I don't I need don't, yeah. to. I'm, I'm going to say something really brave, and I want you all to, like, really support me in this. <laughs> I don't need any more representation. I feel like I'm good. I feel like I've gotten. Well, it. for sure, you're probably good. I mean, yeah. like you took. I was. Be, I was being brave, and you just were, you ruined it. I'm Jamie. just trying to represent other listeners. Listen, I, but I will say I don't need to see 47 year old women try to yeah. have a, a meet cute in a rom com. I know that. I don't need that anymore. What I if it's don't. built around Tom Brady? Now are you back in? Because you should be. I'm you actually know? less in. No, I'm further away than I've I ever want to challenge the old uh, action uh, stars, the men specifically. If you're going to do this, I think. You need to go all in and just go, we're, we're doing fully nude scenes, full nudity, oh, you yeah. know, bring something, bring some razzle dazzle. Let's bring some righteous gemstones to the expendable. So I'm talking I about would love that. a lot of PP. Um, so we, uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, is Eddie Murphy in me now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, let's let's talk about some things to consider when you're making a choice about what movie to see. Obviously, um, actors and directors and the trailers are important. But I think when you're, when you're thinking about act, actors and directors specifically, just think about who your season passes are. Um, you've got someone who, anytime they come up with a movie, you're super excited. Chase that interest. Be interested in that. Ryan Gosling, is that somebody? Lakey Stanfield, is that somebody? If they're in a movie, go see it. Don't make it complicated. Um, I think in terms of production houses, the only one, uh, I won't speak for you, Jamie, but the only one I really trust right now is A24. That probably feels oh, that's true for very you as well. Tr- yeah, no, it's, it's like much. true on site. Like I, like I trust them and I think it's going to be good. And the inverse of that is if it's going to be on Netflix, I've reduced the ability, like I've reduced the the win percentage of this movie because I automatically oh, okay. think this is probably going to be garbage, you know, and it's got to, it's got to over uh, exceed my expectations in that regard. Now, in terms of the types of movies you are going to probably see, or you'll have to pick through, uh, you have the big franchise IP. This is all um, the, the Marvel, um, uh, any kind of superhero adjacent stuff. That's what you're looking at. Um, you've got the type of movie where the actor or the director is the IP. So this isn't really like, um, tethered to a superhero or some kind of brand. Uh, this is more like Leonardo DiCaprio, Denzel Washington, Tom Cruise, Martin Scorsese, Chris Nolan. Like they're the name and they are the box office draw. Um, some of sometimes you're going to get a heat check movie, and this is when someone was is, is so hot and so on fire that they do something crazy just to see if they can pull it off. I think we uh, uh, compared this to like when Steph Curry shoots from like half court just to see if he can do it because he might be able to. And if he does, it's incredible. But if not, no one's like that disappointed in it. Um, you've also got a zigzag movie. Um, a zigzag movie is when a director actor uh, who's known for a specific thing wants to show you that they can do other stuff. No, we don't want to see other stuff though. I mean, we do, no. but we also don't because they never do it don't. well. No, We've got a few zigzag don't. movies we're going to talk about. Yeah. Okay. There's a huge ensemble movie that Jamie mentioned. Uh, this is either a Woody Allen movie, which woof, um, or everyone's getting a beach house because they're getting paid to be in this movie. God, you Neither know what movie that is? That's the 355 with Jessica yeah. Chastain, Lupita yeah. Nyong'o, Penelope Cruz. That movie is so, and I wanted it to be good. That movie is so bad. But Diane Kruger was like, "Would you like to? Would you like to come to Montecito now, where I live?" Yeah. Do you, do you want beachfront? Because this movie will get you that beachfront right That's now. That's right. And then lastly, we have the sad, tragic historical uh, or biopic movie. Um, this is now really like only made to chase awards. Um, it's not very uplifting, uh, but it is, uh, it, it's uh, like Killers of the Flower Moon. We'll talk about it. This is firmly uh, in that kind of stratosphere of what we're talking about. Are you looking forward to the fall? Like of the movies? Like just in general, like the season or like the movie yeah. season specifically? No, there's just like the, well, I mean, like you into pumpkin spice? I am actually. I think I'm really having like a like a, a, a resurrection with pumpkin spice. How went this morning? Just like the smell. You know, I've been on blueberry okay. coffee, but I was like, I need a, I need a change. I need a change. Blueberry coffee. It's a great smell in the car. You know, because I'm okay. look. I'm I'm in car drop off for like an hour before I get to the office. So I need like the really great smells. Okay, like, really that's populated. fair. Okay, good. But yeah, I'm I, I am looking forward to it. Are you like? What's your if if this was like Mad Money with Jim Cramer and you were talking about like buy or sell this fall movie season? Would you be like, yeah, was- this is definitely a, a, a sell or a buy? I think it is – well, I don't know how – what does it mean? So if I buy it, is that – I think it's great? Or if I sell it, do I think it's great? No, I buy it because it, I want to own it and make it make more money. Exactly. <laughs> Boom. That's the stock market corner, you know? Does that make you nervous owning a business with me when I talk like that? My bad. 
Listen, as long as you're not investing any of our money, I feel good. <laughs> I'm not, I am not. <laughs> Listen, I would I would buy it because I feel like it's been such a dark couple of months since Oppenheimer and Barbie. Like we've just not had a lot of great movies and because of the strike. And now it's like all hope is returning because even the movies that have left the false late that we're, we're still not going to get like Dune and things like that. I'm not, I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. Because I'm like, what's left is still really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little sad that they, they fled the scene, you know, but I think this is, this is, this is secretly actually a pretty sneaky, good gathering of movies. I, I think, agree. Uh, as we'll, as we'll uh, realize and talk about, uh, before we do actually talk about some of those specific movies for this fall, do you want to hold us accountable and see how we did last year? Okay. So we covered October and November of last year and Knox covered the October. So let's walk through it. He said that the winners would be First, The School of Good and Evil on Netflix. He yep. predicted specifically that the Rotten Tomato score would be 88.5. And he took why, the why over. would you do that? Why would I, you pick a specific score? That's right. <laughs> you did it a lot, actually, in this episode. And he went with the over, and then the score was 37%. So that yeah. was a miss. Was. I, maybe listen, it's maybe it's not finished yet. I'm telling you, know? you, it's Carrie Washington. She's the problem in that cast. I'm telling you, she's you the know, problem. I, I don't know if I mentioned this in the episode, but um, I, I'm biased because I went to it was some kind of book release event that i went to for all things reconsider i think and the person who wrote the that uh, series gave a talk and i was like this is the greatest talk i've ever heard in my life obviously this netflix tv show based on that book is going to be great i was, I was <laughs> not in their hands at all but made yeah. by completely other people then you also said the other winner would be black adam now here's what okay. you said you said it would be a win not because it was going to be great because yep. you said specifically it would not go over 70% on Rotten right. Tomatoes. Okay. And you were right. It was 38%. So okay. that uh, was I'm technically correct on that. That's yeah. right. And you said it's going to make an ungodly amount of money. I would argue that technically is $393 million an ungodly amount of money. I think so. I, I would think it is. Yes. That's a lot of That's money. That's right. Now, is it is it ungodly when the budget was $250 million? Maybe not as much. Maybe not as much. You also asked, is this a case study if The Rock can engage his audience? And I think it proved he cannot. Like, they're not yeah. going to show up for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so you did predict perfect losers. I mean, you actually nailed this perfectly. You said Amsterdam would be a loser. Your only hope was that Christian Bale could save it. He could not. Right. You said the Rotten Tomato score would be 55% and you took the under. It okay. was 32%. 32. Good call me. Yeah. Um, and I wanted it to fail because David O. Russell is gross. And yeah. so, because remember, don't forget about him bullying his niece at like a workout place. But yeah. Remember that? And yeah, then you just, you know, Coach Knox and I'll just say Coach Jamie Tip. Yeah, I didn't get that permission, but I feel confident about it. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. sexually uh, uh, bully your uh, niece ever. ever. Not even in a gym, but probably ever. We can No, we can not anywhere. Not at Trader Joe's either. Halloween yeah. ends, you said, uh, would be a loser. Uh, it It is 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. I argued, though, that uh, people who like horror will watch anything. And I stand by that because it did make $104 million against its 33 million dollar budget which is a better percentage than again black adam made and then finally we both agreed fully that the loser of the season would be ticket to paradise there are people listening right now who would claim that that's their favorite movie of 2022 and we're so glad you're here we're trying to help you let us help you uh you it was 57 percent on rotten tomatoes that movie is so bad it was a beach house movie we said that um you said in that that caitlin deaver is a better actor than george clooney wow and I, I think I stand by that. I, I think you're right. That. And you know what I was thinking about? Because Caitlin Deaver was in uh, Short Term 12. Yeah. Listen, as a reminder, guys, Short Term 12 is a phenomenal movie from 2013. It starred Brie Larson, Caitlin Deaver, Lakeith Stanfield, and Rami Malek. Like, 
what are you talking about? Like who collected a group of people that have gone on to better success than that? And then our stay frosty was tar. You were down for tar. You were yeah, like, tar is going to do. And listen, it got seven Oscar nominations, including best picture. You said that Nicole Kidman is the photograph and Kate Blanchett is the in real life. Oh yeah, dog. I like that. Right, right. I like that. It yeah. feels very hurtful to Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman. But you also said Till would be a huge success. It was ninety six percent. We talked about Triangle of Sadness. You said despite it being super European and weird, yeah, you thought it would be very successful, and it did get three Oscar noms, including Best Picture. Sure. Except that girl died that you talked about. That look, you were like, she looks like blah blah blah, blah and then she died. She died. Did I say like she looked like someone cool or something bad? No, someone cool. No, okay. you were being complimentary. I was like, Jason, cut that immediately. No, cut no, that no. now. And then you did also say that Mr. Harrigan's phone would be a hit and it would be a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes and it was 45. You were putting all your chips on yeah. uh, Donald Sutherland, sure. um, which I think is sometimes maybe. To be honest right. with you, I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't know what, what is that? An, Mr. Harrigan's Exactly. Opus? Is no, that, exactly. Yeah, it's just a is this the one where Ethan Hawke looks like Michael Jackson and he lures No, that's kids a different in? phone movie. These are My different phone so movies. So many phone movies. What? <laughs> okay. And then for me, I also mentioned that I thought uh, the loser of October would be My Policeman starring Harry Styles. And it was 45%. That movie is so bad. I watched it. Okay. And in November, I handled November. So I said the winners would be Black Panther, Wakanda okay. Forever. Uh, it was 84%. Rotten Tomatoes. It made $860 million, which is yeah. More than twice what Black Adam made. Uh, Okay, did you take any risks, though? Did you take any non-gimmies? No, but Black Adam? Gotcha. Well, you're right. Black Adam was a risk for you to pick it as a winner. It was. Yeah, some of us like degree of difficulty. I guess some of us don't. And then I picked The Fablemans, which, believe it or not, it's 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was fine. Yeah. But I didn't think it was like amazing. But so you picked st- uh, the Black Panther sequel in a Steven Spielberg movie. <laughs> About as This tall. is what risk looks like, people. <laughs> no, but here's where I really took a risk, and you made fun of me, and I was right. Weird, colon, the Al Yankovic story on Roku channel. Okay. 83%. I made it a green light, and it has eight Emmy nominations. Emmy still pending. So Dang. I kind of love that. And then my What was that box office on that one? Did you get the box office? It was streaming. There's no oh, box right, right, right. office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally. And totally. then what we do I, in the shadows, totally, totally. Stop it. Strange world, 72%. I said it would be a loser because I didn't trust Jake Gyllenhaal being the lead voice actor on an animated film, but apparently yeah. people liked it. Although it did only make $38 million and it did go to theaters. So that's not a lot of money. I feel like it, it weirdly, like everyone hated it at first and then people started to like it. So I don't know if it was a cultural war thing. But it was a weird, like it wasn't obviously it's the a success. First openly gay character in a Disney film. You know how people feel about that at Thanksgiving, Jamie. Oh, well. They just do not want to hear that. Okay, <laughs> I, I just want to eat some turkey um, and not talk about sweet this. Sweet potatoes are very gay. I don't understand why we can't just <laughs> be gay at Thanksgiving. This is so exciting. Okay, and then Disenchanted was a loser. I said because I was mad. Listen, I was mad that this was distracting Amy Adams from doing better things. Yeah. And did you know what? I looked in her IMDb today. She has not made a movie over 75% on Rotten Tomatoes since 2016 with Arrival. What? She made Dear Evan Hansen, The Woman in the Window, Justice League, Hillbilly Elegy, Sharp Objects, Vice, and Justice League. No, wait, okay, I said you know Justice what, though? League twice. But. I think you can see the thought process behind some of those choices. Like Hillbilly Elegy, I, I feel like she thought this is awards bait and Glenn Close got that big mammal energy coming in yes, here. Yes, yes. And it's just none of those like popped off like they should have. No, they didn't. But I will say she is, she got four movies in the works. And I do just want to point out one is Average Height, Average Build. 
Mm-hmm. And it's Adam McKay, McKay's next film. And it's a serial murder hires a lobbyist to change the law so that he can commit murder more readily. Okay. And she plays the lobbyist. And the serial murderer is played by Robert Pattinson. I love that. What? Don't that you love great. that? I'm into that. And then I said that losers would be the people we hate at the wedding. That's that awful Kristen Bell and Ben Platt horrific murder that was done to me when I watched it. That's 32%. not true. That's not a real movie. You're just making stuff up. You know? <laughs> Listen, and I feel bad. I said that she said would be bad about, you called it the spotlight for ladies yeah. uh, movie. And uh, because I was worried about the dialogue, because you just see in the trailer her go, no one will talk to us. We have to try harder. And I was like, this can't be good. But it's I like Scooby-Doo the, dialogue, but in a serious movie. But tough. the rest of the movie was really good. I stand by that that was a good movie. And it's 87%. Stay frosty. Nobody rode harder for devotion than me, other than yeah. Glenn Powell. Yeah. Um, uh, and Jonathan Majors, probably, right? And Jonathan Majors. But Do you we like that? Him, we, Do you like that in we retrospect? Called him, we called him beloved Jonathan Majors. <laughs> and we want him to be beloved, but we're waiting on the trial to pan out to see You got a mouse is. in your pocket? I don't remember calling him beloved. <laughs> Disavow. Stop it. That Back then, we would have called him beloved, for sure. I don't call people beloved. I just know that about no, myself. No, you didn't. But you did question my choice on this because you were like, uh, that doesn't feel like a very good war movie. Yeah. And you're right. It only made $21 million at the box office. Dang. And then I picked Bones and All because I love Timmy Tay. Sure. And I actually like that movie, but it is very weird. It's it not is. for everybody. And The Menu. I said I thought The Menu, it's a good one. given the good circumstances, would be a great film. So we that, did Man, that cheeseburger good. in The Menu. That cheeseburger in the menu is one of the most delicious items I've ever seen on screen. It's so good. Of course it is. Oh my, are you kidding? It's amazing. So, do you know Caitlin Deaver is born on December 21st, just like me, your boy? Interesting. <gasps> it's a fun in fact, the, just for everybody. In the, in the fall? She has a fall birthday like you? No. Yeah, that's right. The very end of fall. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> 14 years later, but no worries. You know, it's fine. It's all good. Uh, Aaron, how old do you think where Al Yankovic is? 61. 61. Jason, do you yeah, think that's pretty good. you can get closer than that? 69. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, no, 63. Aaron wins. Aaron wins ah, that one. Ah, I beat you at Wordle and this. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Suck it. <laughs> I like it. I like the animosity. Um, okay. So that is accountability. Uh, I appreciate you doing that, Jamie. I know that hurt and stung more for it me was, than you. It was more for but you, though. This is important. For me. Yeah. Yeah. This is important. It is important. I'm glad we got to remember your bravery. You know, thank you for your service. <laughs> I'm going to do it again this time. You better get ready. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. 
All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chompstick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chompsticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com popcast. Go to chomps.com popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago. Making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash popcastpod. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're all so predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, R has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting rframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Um, okay, so we're going to talk about October. Before we get to October, can we talk about just a couple of movies that are coming out this weekend? Yeah, yeah, That I'm hoping sure. are good. Okay, so one is Dumb Money. Dumb Money is 84%. It's all about the GameStop. Wall Street got rich. And it's got Paul Dano in it, which I'm all about. So that comes out this weekend. We also get The Creator, which is a sci-fi film, which I know very little about. And it is Gareth Edwards. He made uh, the 2014 reboot of Godzilla. And then he made Rogue One, which we both really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's starring John David Washington, which I'm very into, who is like, he's got to hunt down an AI known as The Creator, which I'm into that. Chad GPT. And then we're getting Dick's colon, the musical, which is A24's first attempt at a musical. 
and uh, Megan Mullally, Nathan Lane. It's being directed by uh, the guy that did Borat, Larry Charles. And it's Bo and Yang playing God. I am into it. Megan the Stallion's in it. It's got 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm very excited. Also, there's Paw Patrol, Cole and the Mighty movie. Yep. It's also coming out uh, with voice cast, including Serena Williams and Kim Kardashian returning for a second Paw Patrol. I didn't know she was in the first one. I didn't know there was a first one. Wow. This is news to me. Oh, yeah. Right it's now. a huge franchise. I, uh, Dumb Money, I'm very excited about. Um, the creator, I yes. am not very excited about, I, I think right. I've come to the conclusion, John David Washington is the Dak Prescott of actors and it's just very mm, average, even though it looks like, looks like he should be better. It looks like he should be good. You think it's going to be good. And then it's just not. It's just you know, the hard actually. part of that is Paul Dano is the Patrick Mahomes of acting. You think he's going to be, you're like, this guy can't be good at stuff. And then you're like, yeah. he's an amazing actor, but he's not hot. That's Patrick Mahomes. Not hot at all. Not hot at all. This Not is so hot. difficult because I want to embrace your um, uh, matriculation. I'm trying to be supportive of bringing sports I, I, into this. I want to I embrace the crossover between sports and pop culture. But yeah. what you just said was the most incorrect thing and the most incorrect How comparison dare you? you could Paul have Dano ever said. Paul is an excellent actor. He's brilliant. He is. He's a. He, he's not the Patrick Mahomes of, of actors. Sure he is. Listen, how Listen, dare you? Now you're getting into it. Now you're doing the sports thing where you just keep saying, yeah, huh? And you're basically right. <laughs> That's what a lot of men do. So exactly why, can't, why do. can't I do it? That's right. It's bulletproof. Um, okay. <laughs> Speaking of bulletproof, let's go October movies. We're going to start with winners. There's no other way to say this, but the Taylor Swift Airs Tour um, <gasps> movie, it's it's going to be a winner. I know this going out on a limb, but uh, like, are you are you guys planning to go see it? Aaron's like, taking the girls, right? Yes, I am. Aaron didn't invite me, even though I bought her tickets to the actual show. That's true. That's fine. Did I you didn't. buy Aaron tickets to the actual show? I didn't know that. I was not aware of that. <laughs> I was a birthday gift. <laughs> I don't remember that. No a one said anything. Listen, gift. I'm not going to go. You know why I'm not going to go? It's just like, unless you're going to give me like behind the scenes, which it's only two hours and 45 minutes. So I already know out of the gate, we're not getting the whole show. Right. I mean, I think it's fun to go if you didn't go to the, But I like went to the thing and Aaron's taking her girls because they, you know, Marlo didn't get to go to the show. And so she needs to have a special fun thing. Yes. But I can't be with that many. Um, they're going to stand up in the theater. I know. Well, that, that was my they're question gonna, is, they're going to treat this it like, like a concert. When Frozen came out, they then re-released it and it was like Frozen Sing Along. And the idea was like, you just stand up and sing and like kids can do whatever they that's want. That's 100% and what this is going to be. That's what yeah. this is for like yeah. middle-aged white ladies. Well, congratulations. I hope it goes great for them. You know, I think. I, I think they will have a great time. No, I do no think they will have what. a great time. And the, it's sold out like so many places. And I do think it'll be fun. And I, I, it's going to make so much money. Yeah, like, it really is. unreal. And my understanding is that Taylor has uh, done a long-term partnership with Amazon Prime. And that that's why so many of her songs keep showing up in Amazon Prime TV shows. Mm. And that that is where this concert documentary will end up is on Amazon Prime mm. at Christmas. Is that why they raise, uh, they're going to start showing ads and you have to pay an additional $3? Everybody's to doing ads that. Everybody's doing that. It's I know, but you happy. can't be like, you've got Prime and we've raised the price, but we've lowered the delivery times. And now we're also going to show you ads unless you pay an additional, that's extortion. That's like the classic definition that's of extortion. capitalism. I don't know what's new to you about all of this, but like, that's part I of know. it. Important. But I do think Taylor Swift, we talked about, now listen, Taylor Swift's got a big splash leading up to two big releases that are coming up by uh, showing up at an NFL game this weekend. We talked that's about right. it in detail and at length, answering the magic question, are they in love? 
is this a PR relationship? Is it both? What does this all mean? Yeah. We talked about it in the more you know. So if you you know, you can get a free trial to be to be a B thoughts if you go to knoxandjamie.com slash Patreon. That's right. And we've got takes. We've got takes. We've so got takes. No mistake about that. Um, okay, the next uh, winner of October, an- another obvious one, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, this is obviously Martin Scorsese's adaptation of David Grand's book about the Osage Nation. I, I mean, look, this is kind of easy, so we can keep it moving. I think this is going to be the best picture winner. Um, I agree. It might even be the second award for both Marty and Leo, best actor, best director. I think the, the really the the Leo or Killian Murphy debate is going to be pretty fierce. And pretty good, I think, based on early responses to this. You know, it's so interesting because David Grant's book, which we greenlight years ago, was really written from the perspective of the FBI. And mm-hmm. this movie is not that. And what I had read, because they just did, they were on the cover of British Vogue and it was stunning. And Leonardo DiCaprio was like, and I watched the behind the scenes video and he's so charming with Lily and she's all like, <laughs> and it's a precious. And, and I, but I was like, oh no, she's way too old for him. But yeah. one of the things that was interesting is that they'd written that whole script based on the original David Grant. Yeah. And then when, then we sat down to the table read, Leonardo and Martin Scorsese were like, oh yeah, we can't tell the story this way. Cause Martin's and Leonardo DiCaprio was playing the Jesse Plemons role in That's the right. first table read. And they were like, we can't tell this person. This can't be from their perspective. It's too sprawling. That story in that book. I've like, I like, uh, theoretically what they've done yes, really I'm centralizing excited. it. And, and yeah. cause I think the, the FBI part is a whole different movie. Um, but I just think like you mentioned Lily Gladstone, I think she might also win. She looks great God, so far that'd be great. Yeah, in the early receptions, it. but I think it's the, it's and we talk a lot about this in the cinema side pieces that we do, but this movie stands up uh, so apart from other movies right now in how much they uh, like the in, uh, intense attention to detail of the setting. So it makes it feel like a real experience. But I think even like little flourishes on the periphery of this movie, like Jesse Plemons, like Brendan Fraser, like it's just it gives this movie the feeling of a huge event, a huge experience, kind of like Oppenheimer where like you're in for this entire Epic story. And I just, I think it's going to be great. And I think like having De Niro there, is there any person like who is better at being a nefarious old man at this point in their life than, than Bobby D because he just brings the negative energy. Hands down. And again, just as a reminder, as my green light was, uh, in trust, uh, the character that Robert De Niro plays, all of his land was purchased by the Drummonds in Oklahoma when he he has to, because he has to go to prison for doing bad guy things. Yeah. I guess that makes him pioneer granddad or something. (laughs) It's complicated. It is complicated. Uh, another winner I'm going to slide in here. And this is, this is, okay, this is a great example of, I, I have a bad feeling, but I oh, trust okay. the, the specifics. I trust okay. the receipts I'm seeing so far. Uh, this is The Killer, okay? And okay. this, I've watched the trailer. My m- immediate gut reaction to the trailer was, I don't know about that, but this is David Fincher. This is Michael Fassbender. This is the guy who wrote the script for Seven. This is Atticus Ross and Trent Reznor on the soundtrack. These are, the fundamentals are good here, okay? The fundamentals are very uh, 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 you, you would want to invest in this. The movie itself, it kind of feels like a techno Assassin's Creed, but also crossed with like Dexter minus the twin cess storyline with Deb. Yeah, we remember that Dexter, you and Deb uh, yes, freaking hot ew. for each other. Ridiculous. Mm, yeah. But like, you know, if, if I'm talking about my concerns, um, this is the guy who wrote Seven, but um, he hasn't done anything really since Seven. He did like Sleepy Hollow and that's it. And that was like 1995 when he wrote Seven. So it's a long time ago, you know, I'm not a math guy, but that's a does, very long time ago. Does it help that he's adapting a, a graphic novel? I don't know. Does uh, it? Maybe not. I don't maybe. know that it does. There's three screenwriters because, on there. 
you know, well, that's which true. One's, one's the the graphic novel credit, but I don't know. And when you go to watch The Watchmen, there's one that's good and there's one that's not good at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I don't I don't know which situation this is, but I, I'm I'm buoyed by the Fincher of it all. I'm also buoyed by Tilda Swinton's in this, who I can only assume is like Fastbender's soulless like uh, ginger handler, which is just perfect so. for her. That's perfect. And like even it's the small things when you watch the trailer. The little credits at the beginning have like a little like razzle dazzle like lightning strike color fade thing. Yes, it reminds yes. me of Fight Club. That's a stupid thing, but it's an important thing to me. Um, so I'm into it. I'm into <gasps> the killer. Well, you know we're going to love the soundtrack because uh, Lil, Lil Atticus and mm-hmm. Trent are back. And That's so, right. you know, we're going to love that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always reading for Michael uh, Fassbender. This ends up coming to Netflix in uh, November. It'll That's come right. into theaters in October. And so we can all watch this and we can all figure it out together. Are you are you bullish? Uh, I'm just going to keep doing financial terms. Are you bullish or bearish on Michael Fassbender? I and you can, am. You can pick your definition on either. I would say, well, based on animals in the wild, uh-huh. bulls are um, not as aggressive as bears. I I, I don't know. If I see a lot of bear honestly... TikTok. I see a no, lot of bear talk, and bears yeah. are always coming for people. You don't and... get that bull talk. You don't get bull talk. You're not. No, like, I get that? right now. I get elk talk on Yellowstone because they're rutting. Yeah, and so it's a lot of people scared to go to the post office because yeah. they're just elks roaming around looking for a good time, yeah, and not finding it because them's women elks are not down to clown. So it's it's um, not hot girl summer. So I would elk. say I am bullish, yeah, because I am hopeful, okay, and less aggressive about it. I'm just bullish hopeful. means hopeful because like the bull bull got the big genitals and that means like fertile and hopeful. Um, oh. So you you got that correct. Got actually. it, got it, got it. See, I knew yeah. I was wrong on yeah. the right track. Good, good, good. Uh, another winner I'm going to pick is Foe. Uh, this was an adaptation from a book. I know I greenlit it. I don't know if you greenlit it. No, I think um, it was just you, though. Okay, but it's a, it's a really great book. I really enjoyed. Um, but basically, uh, this is the story of... Well, it, it's Paul Mescal and uh, uh, Sir Sharonin, who I can say the name, her name. You did it. You nailed it perfectly. Yeah, you did it naturally. Yeah. yeah. Thank you to me and God to making that possible. No H's, um, but it's Sersha. Sure, sure. Um, but they uh, basically have to make a choice between him going to space and him not. And if he does, stuff's got to happen to compensate for his... It's very much like the um, Jesse... Not Jesse. Uh, who's the kid who played Jesse in Breaking Bad? Jesse Pinkman. Aaron I'm Paul. Going, Aaron Paul. Jesse Aaron Paul Pinkman. Uh, his bad or his Black Mirror episode. It's very similar to something oh, like that. Yeah. But the only problem I had was this trailer starts out from visionary director Garth Davis. Listen, do you know who Garth Davis is? I do know who Garth Davis is because he did, he did the line. Outside of that, do you know who Garth Davis is? Top of the Lake. He did Top of the Lake series, A TV which show. I really loved. Yeah, yeah, I really loved. Visionary director just may mean about this project specifically. It may I will not let be you forever. know when you are visionary, sir. You do not get to jump <laughs> I know, I agree the gun with on visionary. Ridiculous. Paul Mescal is everywhere right now. Everywhere he yeah. is, you know, because he got he got broken up, gotten his heart broke by Phoebe Bridgers because she ended sure. up with Bo Burnham, and so now the theory is he's back hooking up with Daisy Edgar Jones, which I oh. am down for. Oh, in they, real life, not just in that TV show. No, not just in normal people, but in regular people too. So okay. I'm into that. So I am. I'm looking forward to this movie, and it has good buzz. Good buzz. Good buzz. Um. Okay, losers. I've got. Uh, I think I've decided. Lo- a reptile is going to be a loser. It's 100 percent going to be a loser. 100. Yeah. This is, um, you know, uh, there. Uh, since we're all agreeing that we're not doing enough Roman Empire content, I want right. to make an allusion to the Roman Empire with this. Uh, uh, there's a guy, an uh, old super wealthy general named Crassus, uh, and he was like the most wealthy guy and he had the most land. And you know how he got it? You know how, how? he got all that? Stealing well, it. 
No, kind of, yeah, kind of. Basically, uh, there were no firefighters in ancient Rome for like most of the first part of the empire. So when someone's house caught on fire, he had an army of like 500 slaves and architects, and they would run over there and they'd be like, hey, this sucks that your house is on fire. Why don't you sell it to me for 10% of what it's worth? And you can make a little money and I get a new house and new land. And they'll be like, what's the alternative? And he's like, it'll burn down and it's worth nothing. So they're like sold. So that's how he came to own like half of Rome basically. And that idea of um, uh, something that seems okay in a crappy situation is what this trailer looks like because we have had such a lull in movies. You know, there's just not really been anything out there. So when I see Benicio, when I see Alicia Silverstone and see Timberlake, I'm like, no, this kind of no, looks good. No, it's kind of gritty, Listen, right? But, I, but it's not. But no, it's, not, it's not. But it feels when, like it is. Because when I saw the visual, because, you know, in the in the screensaver of Netflix, you know, they just pop up things and you just get a still photo and yeah. then three descriptive words uh-huh. like comedy, titillating, whatever. Yeah. This, the, this came up and those three people were photographed together and I had not heard of this movie. And I went, but why? Yeah. What is Alicia doing here? What is no Benicio doing this. here? Benicio and, is fine. He's and, fine. And Justin Timberlake in the bringing up the rear? No, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. As, Justin Timberlake as like the weirdo, he probably did it, husband. It's just not a good, that's not the choice for him. I feel like this should have been like Evangeline Lilly and Benicio Del Toro and Harry Styles if we have to go the musical route, you know, oh, that would yeah. be a better cast. No, I agree. Uh, but the director, Grant Singer, um, he's only done music videos up until this point. He's only would done you- Weekend. Music videos. Do you like it. to know the Rotten Tomato score right now? Because it premiered at a film festival. I'm going to say 47. 37. Ooh, wow. guys. If, if I told you this was actually just populated with boy band members, like it was <laughs> Nick Lachey is investigating the murder of J.C. Chassé. Uh, and Joshua, his real name is Joshua. We I'm sorry, Joshua, Jesus, Chassé. And right. uh, his main suspect are the Hanson brothers. Like, and it's called Mbopped in the Dark. Do you think that would do better <laughs> than what we're getting right now? I think it would. I would watch that. I would own that on DVD and Blu-ray. Are you kidding me? I'm just sad know, you man. left out Color Me Bad. I don't know. That's we, the sequel. We see That's you, Oklahoma. We see you. Have you seen the trailer uh, for Pain Hustlers? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yes. I, I'm so glad you're bringing this up in okay. the loser category. Yeah. Because that's 100% where it deserves to be. Yeah, this is uh, so it's um, it's Emily Blunt and uh, Chris Evans, and it's based on a nonfiction book uh, by Evan Hughes. I, I will say I'm also out on like this was a tweet thread, this was an article, this was that's a, all fall. Uh, that's all the movies coming out. I'm so tired of that. You know, I'm like uh, it was cool once, but now it's like they built the whole plane out of it, so that's kind of tough. But basically, there's a story of a pharmaceutical company who shocker didn't do something cool, uh, and they tried to corner the market on fentanyl, like a fentanyl based spray. Uh, it's my big problem here is it uh the tone is off it's directed by david yates um and emily blunt stars two people i don't know know anything about central florida which is where this takes place and i just i feel like you got if you're going to get into appalachia or central florida you got to have lived here for a minute you got to have because david yates is just the harry potter guy right that's exactly what he is and then emily blunt is mary poppins 2.0 like you can't you, you don't understand tampa you How got you no Tampa? idea what Daytona Beach is, dog. Like, get out of here with this. Unless uh, you've been also, to Jacksonville, you can't talk about Jacksonville. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The um the uh, the tone is like it wants to be kind of zany and quirky and uh, generic Wolf of Wall Street, but the topic's pretty tragic and horrific. 
So I'm worried that they're not going to, they're going to be like, <laughs> that was wild, wasn't it? But a lot they, of people died and we made a lot of they're money. They're probably like, but we, you made dope sick. Didn't y'all watch that when you were sad? Like, yeah. We're good now, right? If they would have been like, this is the chaser to dope sick so you don't feel so sad, I would understand that a little better, but they didn't. I bet um, this is so. one of Emily Blunt's biggest bombs ever. Second to Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travels. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're wrong, honestly. I really don't think you're wrong. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust2 in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, first day, Frosty. You know, I had one that I want to talk about, and it's called Fingernails. Um, yes. And it has Riz Ahmed, Jeremy Allen White, and Jesse Buckley, uh, and Annie Murphy in it. Yes. But I watched four different trailers, and none of them were an actual trailer for the show. And I realized that because in one, Riz Ahmed's name is spelled incorrectly, and in the rest, they <laughs> use footage from the bear. And I was like, well, that's a yes chef? Is that Listen, YouTube is, is that always trying to be like, we already know what the trailer is. Here it is. Let's, we I just was like, it was together. close enough that it kind of fooled me. So I can't talk about that. But I do want to talk about the holdovers. This is Alexander Payne. Uh, he reunites with Paul Giamatti. And oh, it's basically yes. a prep school teacher has to stay behind over the holidays to supervise the pupils stuck there. Uh, uh, Divine Joy Randolph is in this, which is just a full send for me. Yeah, I think she's like second generation Octavia Spencer. Uh, and I think Giamatti is a specific choice. Like, you know, when he's in a movie, it's like when you get behind a car that says, do you follow Jesus this close? Right. Like, oh, that's a religious Enneagram 8. I know exactly what this is now, you know? <laughs> and when Giamatti's in it, you know exactly the kind of like uh, waspy patois you're going to get. Listen, he's, um, an, he's an unreligious Enneagram 8. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's like an angry turtle. He's here. He's yep. an angry turtle and he wants to teach you history and yell at you. But also this trailer does the thing that you don't get much anymore where it turns and it goes from like zany, uh, kind of like we hate each other to piano music. And you realize they start to understand each other without mm-hmm. spoiling the movie. Right. So I was like, I kind of like this. I'm kind of. No, it this. looks very good. And I trust their partnership because Alexander Payne and Paul Giamatti, what did they do? What did they do? Sideways. They did sideways. sideways that's right. Yeah. The wine movie. So, yeah. 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 The wine movie. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. There, you know, I had Priscilla, but Aaron, I know you said you were done on Elvis stuff. If I told you it's Elvis stuff, but it's Jacob Elordi and Sofia Coppola, does that bring you back into it? Uh, he's very cute, but I don't think, I don't think I'm interested. I think I'm also done with Elvis stuff. I'm okay. good. Like, I feel like we've got it. And this movie it. is highly reviewed. Like, it's already been at film festivals and it's highly reviewed. It's probably lovely. I love I just, Sophia. She's oh, great. So good. But maybe pick a topic that hasn't been done 87 times. How about it? I love Sophia in theory, but when I have to sit down and watch her movies, I'm like, does this have to be so atmospheric? You know, does this have to be no dialogue? Oh, see, I like that. Yeah. But I, I do but too. I, just, I do too. I love long takes. But like she just like carpet bombs you with it, and you're just See, like, does, does anyone talk the, anymore? She's the Wes Anderson for ladies. Yeah, she's a hundred. That's a hundred percent who she is. How, how long do you think? How long do you think my son made it in Asteroid City? Not over bad. under seven minutes. minutes. Uh, under under over under five minutes. Over barely. Like seven minutes. He was like, is this the whole movie? Is this like the whole thing? <laughs> it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's a vibe. Like, sadly, it's, but yeah. if you love that vibe, it's your vibe. But it's not everybody's vibe. I don't think yeah. I do. I don't think I do. Jacob Lordy's 26 no. years old and he's 6'5". Those are good numbers for you, Aaron. Those are great numbers. <laughs> good. You Thank know? you. Thank you for double checking for me. Yep. You're right. Uh, okay. So those are all mine for October. Anything you want to add or like I missed that you want to cover, Jamie? The only the, I will say I have seen Fair Play that's mm-hmm. coming out because it was at Sundance. That looks great. And it looks great. And it was great. And it's creepy. It's like that 90s uh, uh, fatal attraction yep. kind of vibe. Yep. It's very well well done. Like, yeah. really well done. So, and it's got little Phoebe, you know, Phoebe Bridgerton in it. Little baby so. bangs and, and uh, young That's Han Solo in it. Uh, yes. It. Yeah. They're very good in it. Power yeah, dynamics. Very sexy. It yeah. looks great. Uh, okay. Talk to me about November. Okay, so, you know, you talk about that sometimes a winner is a winner because they're going to make a lot of money. And that's what I think these three movies are. And and I'm hopeful that maybe one of them will actually be also really good. The Marvels, which is all the Marvels, you know, Mrs. Marvel, Mm -hmm. Captain Marvel, then Monica, she's there. Listen, we haven't had a Marvel movie. This is the longest time we've gone without a Marvel movie in years. And so I do think there'll be hunger for it because it'll just be like, we just need a superhero. And yeah. so they'll and so I think a lot of people just tolerate the women um and show up in, in droves. So, so that do I, you think this will make a lot of money? Do you think it'll be good? I'm hopeful. Listen, I do love Nia Costa. I did like the remake of Candyman. This is very different type of movie. So I do yeah. not know if it will and Marvel isn't gonna let you be like chaotically creative they're just gonna be like you do have to connect all these dots to the next season of loki and so i like i don't i think it'll be fine but i don't think it'll be great i do feel like there you you mentioned like there there might be a hunger i kind of feel like they're in the worst spot ever because it's like we haven't done one in a while and then here it is what do you guys think and i feel like people are ready (laughs) to rebuke one 
So I'm, I'm a little worried about it. Oh, no. And then I picked Wish because I like a Disney movie. And there's not actually a lot of animated films coming out this fall. Yeah. And so this feels like this will be the thing you have to take your kids to. Um, and then The Hunger Games, colon, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Obsessed. And so I think that's the one that I think it's going to it's gonna make a ton of money. And I also hope it's really good. It looks like it's going to be really good. And you greenlit the book. That's right. I love it. so I'm very hopeful. But as far as like the winners, like for real, for real, first is Maestro. There's just no discussion. Maestro is uh, Bradley Cooper is playing Leonard Bernstein. He's playing opposite Carrie Mulligan, which those are two of my favorites ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're just talking about them being married until she dies. And uh, spoiler, she dies. And as does he eventually too. Dang, everybody dies eventually. But why do you got to do like that, dude? (laughs) So my I will say you're pitched. It's about their marriage and then they die. That doesn't sound great. You know, I'm not yeah, interested in that. Uh, but it's like a lot of it's in black and white. And then you get Bradley Cooper like being – he's directing himself, which he's very good at. Yeah. He's wildly good at it. So I think he's going to get nominated for this. I think he'll get nominated as best director. I feel like this is going to be a great movie, but I do wonder about the scalability of it for people who aren't like, I'm a big Bernstein head, you know? Aaron, are you a big Bernstein head? Leonard? Leonard? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Bonnie Bernstein, I, sideline reporter. You like her? She's good. So I feel like theater people love Leonard. Yeah, Bernstein, I think right? I think I think theater heads. I'm like thinking about the flyover Karens. Like, are they like? I can't wait to see this. Uh, I think you know what they like. They like a Bradley Cooper. They like yeah. a mm-hmm. look they at do like Bradley. That. Yeah, I because uh, he, he had to make it with the family involved, and that's always. It's not going to go oh, as yeah. hard as it could. So I, I wished he didn't have to do that because he's pushed all of his chips in uh, to the middle of the table on this. Like he's been really invested in this. Yeah. I just wish he was able to make something closer to Tar than like a puff piece on a composer, which I'm worried this might be. Uh, well, maybe he needs more repetitions because it took um, Todd Fields a minute before he could make Tar. You know, sure. maybe yeah. he needs more um, time. Okay, and then of course Napoleon. Listen, that has uh, men that equate the Roman Empire to Gladiator. Yeah. Written all over it. Like, oh, yeah. like they're like, you know what our second favorite place is? France. We freaking love France. And so it's Stanley Kubrick combined with Joaquin Phoenix, which is, and then Vanessa Kirby shows up. It's going to be, it's going to be a good film. I don't have any doubt about that. Is it going to be weird? Yes. Yeah. Am I going to be into that? Yes. Also. Yes. The, 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 the I, I feel like in lesser hands, this would go off the rails, but Ridley Scott I feel like this is going to be a steady hand on it. And like a lot of you mentioned Stanley Kubrick, the, if you've ever read about what his Napoleon movie was going to be, it is buck wild. Like he spent uh, the whole movie budget on a room full of candles and the Love studio it. was like, bro, you can't do this. We're going to burn to death. So like we didn't get that, but I'm glad we're getting this. And I feel like you mentioned dudes loving the Roman empire and France. I don't think dudes love France, but after this, they're going to be, they're going to have like a, a weird, like movie erection about like, do I love yeah. France? Because I love Napoleon and fighting, but and listen, I don't know about France. And listen, I just want to go on the record that Knox, for those listening, Knox is not like those guys who are like, yeah, I think about the Roman Empire all the time. Knox literally has books and posters and has listened to hundreds of hours of a masterclass on the Roman Empire. Your guy is like, God, Gerard Butler, for real. So good. No. Like that's no. your guy. I that's got not charts, what Knox bro. is doing. Yeah, I know the charts. secret to the concrete is seawater. Did you see that story he told about the firefighters? Your bro don't know that story. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't know. Get on my level, dog. Okay. (laughs) My final winner of the month, and this is just because the concept, and then I already know that it has been beloved, and that is the movie May, December. Mm. Listen to me. May, December, it stars Natalie Portman as a TV star 
as an actress who is shadowing a real life person who has a fascinating story of while that woman was a teacher, she maybe had sex with her student and then okay. they got married and had kids and grow up. And, you know, the way that Mary Kay Letourneau might have done. Gotcha. Okay. And so the Mary Kay Letourneau inspiration is being played by Julianne Moore. And so Natalie Portman goes to like their hometown to shadow her, to figure out how to play her and chaos ensues. And so this already has, uh, it's already Does been- Does Natalie have sex with one of her kids? That's wild. If that's that the is case. real, right? Yeah. No. Todd Haynes. Todd Haynes did uh, Still Alice. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. I think Julianne Moore is his Julianne muse. Moore is his muse. And so I love Julianne Moore. And so I also like that Julianne Moore is like, what? I'm old. I don't care. I, she's she's the Sarah Jessica Parker of movies, like where they're like, yeah, I have gray hair and my face is old. What do you, yeah. I'm old. What do you want? Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So I would uh, say if we did like a snake draft of actresses, most convincingly able to play a teacher who had sex with her student. I think Julianne Moore is a top two top. lottery pick. I wouldn't, there's no one else even competing. Like there's no. no one. No. They've no. all gone home. Okay. Losers for November. I, this, this is not even up for discussion. Okay. Losers. What happens later? Meg Ryan directing herself in a rom-com with David Duchovny. And they're okay. stuck in an airport and they have to figure stuff out. That uh, is I think that sounds great. That sounds great. Right now. It's based on a play called Shooting Star, which doesn't okay. have anything to do with airports. No, this is all over TikTok because they have paid a lot of money to put ads on TikTok. And so people are like, is Meg Ryan back? No, she's not. She's not back. She's what? not back? No, I hate to break it to you. This is not going to be good. Don't I stand by that. This is not going to be good. Ne- then here's the, here's, this breaks my heart to even say this. Next goal wins. Not okay. a good movie. I've okay. heard bad, bad buzz about it. Listen, my favorite, one of my favorite reviewers said, this is the worst thing that Taika Watiti has ever do- done despite cheating on his wife. Like oh. this is worse. Wow. This is worse. This is like movie infidelity on the audience, basically. Yeah. So this is American Samoa soccer team uh, goes to the World Cup and their curmudgeon coach, Michael Fassbender. Yeah. That's the worst casting of all time. He's supposed to be a comedian. Michael what? Fassbender. Oh on gosh. what planet? And then Taika, what t- here's what Taika has done. Taika has become a celebrity who stars in Rita Ora's TikToks about uh-huh. uh, red light therapy for their faces. Okay. That, and he has, uh, he has lost his creative edge. And I am very nervous because I love Taika Watiti. He's made some of my favorite films. And I'm nervous that he got hitched. And to someone who none of us can name a song that she's ever performed and no. had a lot of success with, what is happening? I need these people to get creative again. I need them to be in the, in, I need them to be in carpool line and not on the French Riviera. Like, cause that's not where you're being creative. Your French Riviera is not going to help you be creative. Listen, man, he is in full Zach attack death spin. You know, ah, he's just, yes. he's in that spiral. It's too hot, too fast, too soon. And we just need him back with friends forever. It's you know? too much. That's right. And then my last one is I am going to, uh, hate to take down a horror film, but it's Thanksgiving. The trailer came out 16 years ago. Uh huh. That's not a joke. The original trailer came out 16 years ago. Cause was it, was the trailer, like it was a jokey, like, haha, like this right. isn't a real movie kind of yes. deal. Yes. And so it's now a, uh, it was in Grindhouse. Yeah. <laughs> and then Eli Roth, Eli Roth, who people will say to me all the time, they're like, oh, he's great at heart. No, he's not. Look at, look, look, look at the, look at, look, clown. Was that good? No. no. Candy House? No. None of those are good. He's not no. a good horror filmmaker. This stars, and this is how you know, it's Eli Roth. It's coming out November 17th. Why would a horror film, I know it's Thanksgiving, I know it's set at Thanksgiving. It doesn't yeah. matter. Patrick Dempsey, Addison Ray. Look, I, 
actually don't hate any of this. No, you stop it. I do like how you were like, why wouldn't it come out in October? It's coming out November 17th. It should come out in October. I don't care if they're about Thanksgiving. But I like watching you connect the dots about Thanksgiving. Like that's... (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's reasonable to also come out in October. He feels like the horror movie auteur's auteur. To the, to the point where I don't get it, but everyone says it's really great and cool, so I guess it is. But he's one of those, when you see a, one of his movies, you're going to get a lot of squelching gore. And if you're in the mood for that, cool. If not, like don't just don't watch the movie. Don't do it. You know? Aaron, if I told you a movie coming out November 17th was called The Treasure of Foggy Mountain, what would you think it's about? Do you think it's a drama or a comedy? I think it's a horror movie. Okay, it's a horror movie. What do you think it's about? I think it's a kid's horror movie. Ooh, okay, so I kids like are that. in it. It's a horror movie for children or children are in it. Both. New genre uh, alert. God. What's up? Okay. Uh, and I think it's about like an evil Rumpelstilt skin in Appalachia. Wait, uh-huh. uh, evil what? I I mispronounced okay. Rumpel, Rumpel, Rumpel guy. I just wanted to make sure. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. You knew who I was talking about. I did know. Yeah. I did. And he awakens early. And he has to like find these orbs of power. Uh huh. Wait, that, he's got to find them, or the yeah. kids need to find well, them. Well, the kids have them. Oh, the kids have the orbs. How do the but kids they don't have know. Them? They don't know. What, what do they think it is? They think. Aaron, it's how do you like not a, know you have an orb of power? I feel like no, it's a very it's, obvious. They're like thing. hidden. They're normal things, right? Oh, the they're orb like, looks like a KitchenAid mixer. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. And so oh, okay. evil rumples gets in and they have to fight him gets in like eddie murphy no well, i was gonna i was gonna say Jamie, no aaron right, you, right. you kind of backed yourself in the corner of like <laughs> an evil guy has to go like rifle through some kids stuff and no, it's just like gotta be careful go find you know? the orbs of power and then when he <laughs> finds them they become the treasure of foggy mountain god yeah. that's actually a great script yeah. i would read that script i would watch that yeah so this is almost that this is about a trio of childhood friends who okay. are now now grown up and okay. boring co-workers. Okay. And it is portrayed by, uh, please don't destroy the comedy group that is uh, Ben Marshall, John Higgins and Martin Hurley, Hurley, he, um, on SNL, the, the right. sad, the sad virgins. Oh okay. yeah. I yeah. knew she'd get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I know them. That's how she knows them is the three young, three sad virgins. Three. Uh, we don't know much about this movie. This is produced by Jud- Judd Apatow. It does include like cameos from Conan O'Brien and Bo and Yang. Sounds like they could be evil Rumpelstiltskin. We don't know that there's not a Rumpelstiltskin, to be clear. I just think that these guys, this is like if you let Addison Rae make a movie. It's like, no, Addison Rae can dance for 60 seconds. She should not be in a movie. That's how I feel about Please Don't Destroy. I don't know know that you're- I want to live in a country where these people have the opportunity- to try. Do you? you know? God. I do. You want, I want, do you, I want to you, hear Aaron's pitch. Because you don't feel like these three Foggy Nepo Mountain. babies have enough opportunities. They haven't no. had enough. You know what? I'm not here to legislate <laughs> opportunities or talk about Nepo babies. Just entertain me. Okay. I'm old. I'm just, I'm sad and I'm tired. I can't keep up with all this. Just me, me laugh, you funny. That's what I'm looking for. Me laugh, you funny. Okay. Well, let me give you a couple of stay frosties that are funny. So first is Quiz Lady. It's coming to Hulu. Looks great. It looks so good. It's Aquafina and Sandra O oh playing sisters, and they have to go win big on a game show to uh, to take care of their mother's gambling yep. debts. So I'm into that. More I'm Sandra O, oh, please. More you know? Sandra and yeah. Sandra O oh being funny. I think she's yeah. actually really good at being funny. And then uh, a documentary. There are lots of great documentaries that are super sad. So I didn't bring them all, all up today. You know, like the girl who had uh, AI porn of her put out on the internet. <gasps> 
Okay. I know. That's no. that's not great. Anyway, not. but the one I am looking forward to the most is Sly. And I wouldn't normally say that. Sylvester Stallone, like a documentary about himself. But let me tell you, this has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? It's already come out at film festivals. And people were like, he is the most delightful human who has ever lived. He's the best storyteller. He has the greatest tea on everybody, including himself. So I'm so excited to watch. I actually really love his daughters. They're super fun on the internet. So, uh, and they have a reality show. They're su- so I'm really actually weirdly looking forward to this. I guess I thought Expend Four Bowls was his, do- like his life documentary. Like, I don't know. Well, why it's we also that. One. That's a fictionalized. That's really a fan fiction. Yeah. And then a couple of quick mentions. Dream scenario. Look, Nicolas Cage. I want good things for you. Yeah. And this is about a man named Paul who just starts appearing in random people's dreams. And Paul is played by Nicolas Cage. It also includes uh, Michael Sarah and Julian Nicholson. And it's getting good reviews. It's come out of uh, film festivals. And then the writer-director, Emerald Fennell. You will know Emerald Fennell as she did Promising Young Woman, which I loved. Mm-hmm. She was Midge in the Barbie movie. Right. But Emerald Fennell, it has a, her next film is Saltburn. And it's set yeah. at Oxford where a student played by Barry Keegan, uh, well, he becomes obsessed with the lifestyle of a classmate, Jacob Ellerty. Who is 6'5 so, and 26 years old. So he is above the legal limit to objectify. That's right. To, we, oh, we are objectifying the S word out of him. That <laughs> is a very attractive person who I'm pretty sure has cheated on every person he's ever dated. Well, um, you know. But no matter. Uh, listen, I'm not walking into a Jacob Ellerty situation going, this is a man he'll be fi- faithful. This is a monogamous man. This you don't get squatters happen. rights. Okay. No, You're there you for a time and it could be good or long. We don't know for sure. I know. So is there anything else that's coming out in November that you're like, yes, yes to this? Or what about Trolls Band Together? Are you excited about that? They're now a couple. I'm interested in the idea like Wish versus Trolls Band Together. Like what's going to do better? I, f- I will hope Wish, but secretly I'm worried Trolls Band Together just because was- Sync is back, you know, in it. I don't know. I don't know what story is left on the uh, Poppy and Branch bone, to be honest with you. But I don't know. It's because they bone. That is what's left. They bone now. They're a you couple. think a troll bone in the in the third one? Like hundred percent. You can't. You're not. What do you mean? Don't. She's looking at me very disappointingly. Erin, they can bone. Why can't they trolls bone? bone? How do new trolls come together? Yeah, How exactly. do you get a new troll? Like a mysterious process. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just thought it was through song. Bony. Through like really intense duets. Trolls you know. bone. The, you mentioned Saltburn. The, uh, the, the point at which I was in was when I saw it described as a more sexually explicit, talented Mr. Ripley. Yes. And I was like, okay. Uh, all in. Thank you. I'm interested in that. Uh, no, I, I think you covered all the ones. I um, For the Nicolas Cage one, um, I know that might sound dicey to people, but ever since The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, I've been back. Like, it has to be a movie that, like, you know is, like, he made legit, you know, instead right. of just, like, for a paycheck. Like, Renfield, Yes. The old way, no. But I think this might dream scenario might be one more in line with the unbearable weight of massive talent, uh, which is an excellent Nick Cage and an excellent Pedro Pascal. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for all those. Me too. Listen, I'll tell you something. He'd be working. He'd be working. Yeah, he's got those bills to pay, man. Like he's got to get, right. get some stuff paid off. Um, okay, that's our conversation on the fall movie slate. If you've thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions and the biological mechanics of troll dolls, please let us know. <laughs> Noxjamie.com slash 523. <laughs> all right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Okay, my red light this week is People Magazine doing, like, trolling me specifically, not troll boning me, but trolling me. Right, right. Because there was a headline on People that was, Scarlett Johansson says she and husband Colin and Joe's battle over this $46 face serum. And I was like, 
if I click on this and this is her own skincare line, I am going to fly to New York City and punch their in the face. Like, I'm going to be so bad. And that's yeah. exactly what it was. It said here, as for the product she and chose fight over the most, it's the fan-loved firming vegan collagen prep serum. She says, it's the one thing Colin and I do battle about. I never thought my husband would be using a serum. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your husband is literally on camera half the year. You don't think he cares about the way he looks? Yeah. Like, you don't think he's a- aware of skincare and the value of taking care of your skin? That man's got a wall of hair. Of course he cares how his That's exactly looks. right. Listen, my own dermatologist who handles all of my uh, Botox and all the goodness that I get in my face, he tweeted, he said, it's official. Podcasts are the new skincare lines. Everybody has one, including many who should not. And I quote tweeted that and said, oh God, what if I'm the Scarlett Johansson of the podcast world? This would be so embarrassing. And he promised You know what? He loves like, the podcast. He does love the podcast. That's great, Dr. Hartman. I would like skincare professionals to stick to skincare and the podcasting <laughs> professionals to stick to podcasting. Okay. I'm not ready for those takes yet. I there was one on like, I think it was Yahoo, and it was like NASA found this asteroid that probably is gonna hit Earth. And I was like, no. freaking crap. I know this is I know this is clickbait, but I gotta know. Yeah. So I clicked it and it was like maybe in 2343. I was like, man, like I'm not. Uh, come on, you can't say even, stuff like that. No, you can't. I might. I you're not even going to know anybody. That's yeah. not very long. Oh, uh, listen, I, she's freaking out now. Look at what you've done to her. She's very. You're not going to be around. You're well, it doesn't around. matter. I will have like who, descendants. Who? Who will be your descendant? Your kids will all be dead. But their kids. I just might not. I like the impossibility of the question. Who will be your descendant? <laughs> <laughs> can't answer that, Aaron. Checkmate. <laughs> Boom. You broke. You got her because she just took a sip. <laughs> she's about to. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I, okay. I had, man, there's so many I wanted to talk about. I'm just going to stick with um, the office is reportedly getting a reboot. Did you see that? Did you see this <laughs> I news? I see that. Oh, I God. mean, I, I can't think of something with I don't none of need. the original cast. That's my understanding. None of oh, the original. Oh, see, I cast. saw some stuff that like John Krasinski and Mindy Kaling are interested in returning. And I oh, mean, for like cameos, though. Oh, I don't know. Don't I don't mean? know. I'm not, I'm not going to put words in all the podcasters' mouths, but I, I just don't know. How are they going to like fit this in around the podcasting schedule? You know, like how are they – they're all so busy and they're all like really like crushing in the podcasting game. Like how are they going to Because they really are. Like most of them all have – like that's a true story. Like many it's not. Of the I was stars being sarcastic. A, I was being No, crappy. but what I'm saying is many of the stars of The Office now are podcasters. Like that is true. That is a true story. Well, they are talking about the show they were on. I don't think they're podcasters. You know, they're well, just that's fair. I, talking, I, I would agree with that. There's regurgitating experience. <laughs> that's right. Which is kind of what we do, basically. But, you know, but people were like, how dare you try to remake this class? And I was like, you do know it was a remake of another show. Yeah. Like, that was actually really good also. Yeah. Like, the British office was excellent. And so I think. This, it, yeah, this is a three make. The only way I'll accept this is if they scramble up all the, all the uh, roles. So like John Krasinski is Michael Scott now and Dwight is Jim now. Oh, you know? I'd be into that. I would that would be interesting to me. I, I also just... saw Bumper in Berlin. It got renewed and then it got unrenewed. <laughs> I don't, how are we going to resolve Bumper's storyline in Berlin? Yeah. What's, what's going to happen to Adam Devine? You know, I'm just really worried about this stuff. About Adam Devine in general? Yeah. Is he going to yeah. make it? I don't know. I don't no, know. He probably won't. No, he probably yeah, won't make just, it. It's yeah. tough stuff. Um, okay. What's your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week is, okay, so I greenlit the book, Fourth Wing, which was all over the internet, and then I immediately was like, what's another book like Fourth Wing that I might like? And I t- Book Talk showed up for me, and it rarely does, because I would argue most of the people on Book Talk do not have great taste in books, but I they recommended a book called Divine Rivals, and let me tell you, this book is 
fantastic. This is by Rebecca Ross. And here's why it's so good. It's really, so where Fourth Wing is very good, I think, at world building and not as great at character development. Although I really liked it. Please be clear. It was a frothy good time. This book is better at character development and the world building might be a little lacking, but it's okay. So it's based on after centuries of sleep. The gods are warring again, and Iris just wants to hold her family together. Her mother is suffering from addiction. Her brother is missing from the front lines. She is trying to win a columnist promotion at the Oath Gazette. Of course, her rival at the newspaper, who she's going to boink, guys, just know it from the beginning, is Roman Kit, her cold, handsome rival at the paper. When he anonymously writes Iris back, the two of them forge a connection that will follow Iris all the way to the front lines of battle for her brother, the fate of mankind, and of course, stupid love. So if you read The Undertaking of Heart and Mercy, or you read Book Lovers by Emily Henry, or you read Fourth Wing, you will love this book. It was a delight, a perfect fall immersion. It was so fun. Now, it's a two-parter. I did not know that. And let me tell you how ticked I was when I was like, okay, I got to get the second book. This is a cliffhanger. And it was like, it'll come out on December 26th. And I was oh. I was very sad. But I think for you now, because I've read this a little bit ago, I think for you now, you can read this and you'll be just in time because I read too fast and some of y'all read too slow. I so. like the shade there of like, you're going to need like two and a half months to read through this book. Listen, some people of- take literally three months to read a book like they yeah. do that's no shame some people's journey take There's your time no shame, no shame in time. that so what's your green light my green light is a book um that you maybe read in two and a half months maybe you read in two weeks i don't know i don't care how long it takes you to read a book i love you <laughs> just the way you are and the way your literacy is you don't uh, love them. <laughs> um it's it's called the fish that ate the whale colon the life and times of america's banana king uh this is about the banana <laughs> business everyone and i know what you're thinking this sounds boring stop it that's a stupid take. This is incredible. This is one of the most interesting nonfiction books I've read this year. Uh, it's the story of Sam Zamuri. Um, he is this guy who shows up right before the turn of the century, uh, uh, right before the turn of the 1900s. And he's an immigrant, doesn't speak the language, doesn't have any money. He starts uh, peddling b- uh, bananas that haven't completely ripened yet. And he goes from that to uh, arguably the most powerful man uh, in the hemisphere. Uh, along the way, um, he subsidizes most of Tulane. He overthrows a, a, a country's government um, to the point where the secretary of state has to be like, yo, you've got to chill out. You have to stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> and he's like, totally will. And then he doesn't. And he goes like even crazier. Um, but it's a story about generational wealth, the obligation to do something with that. And can you, I think we've talked about this maybe on this show at some point, can you do that ethically? I don't know. He's trying to do that, but it's also just the story of like a hard scrabble dude who uh, literally like makes his way uh, to the elite of the elite in New Orleans. Uh, but it's it's really colorfully told. Um, it's really good. It's really interesting about the banana business, not to the point that it gets boring, but just the fascinating way that business and business rivalries can begin over anything as long as it is uh, profitable. And that's what happens with bananas. Uh, and it tells the stories of bananas and how it relates to our world today. Really, really interesting book. I highly recommend it. So this is that. highly reviewed and yeah. has won a bunch of awards. Did you, when you read it, were you thinking Banana, the Banana oh, yeah. King? The whole time. I was like, time, he's singing yeah. it wrong, but it's a good story. So I'll allow it. It'll okay, fine, got it, uh, got it. Um, okay, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. I'm Free Garmery, Tommy Beauty, shopping on Amazon. Make sure to go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase your affiliate link. If you're item purchasing that thing this week was, Jamie, this is a Barbie chicken farmer doll. Listen, this is literally a Barbie chicken farmer doll. Like she has on little hunter boots 
and her Daisy Dukes and a shirt that says Live Love Farm. And her hair's down and she's carrying a little bucket that she's putting eggs in. I love it. It's got 8,000 global ratings, 4.8 stars. But here are where the questions are magical. So first up, uh, someone asked, do the arms move up and down? That made me think that someone had never used a Barbie. But, um, and Cheryl answered, I can't honestly answer this question because it was a gift to a little girl whose family was struggling at Christmas. Cheryl, up in these Q and A's, reminded people give us how the name and the address too. God. <laughs> and then Ernest answered both of these questions. Ernest answered the question: Do all the dolls have freckles? My daughter's came with no freckles, and she was really looking forward to having a Barbie that looked like her. First of all, to that question asker, all the dolls don't have freckles. You know how many few Barbies have freckles? Shut up. Just enjoy all the other dolls that you get wow. to play with. Because I have freckles, and I'm always looking for a freckle doll. So yeah. Ernest answered this and said, "I'm not sure. It's a Christmas gift, and it hasn't been opened yet." Again, Ernest. And then the second question was, my granddaughter wants a Barbie that's, quote, not on her toes. Could this okay. mean, could this one meet that criteria? It's hard to tell because she's in Hunter Boot. Sure. And Ernest answered again, I'm not sure. I bought this for a Christmas present. It hasn't been opened yet. Ernest, please. <laughs> You're crop dusting the comments. Guys, I don't know why you'll ask questions on Amazon. It's never going to work out. All right. You guys, again, last minute, last chance. You can join us in Atlanta. We will all be there on stage. We have some magical, fun guests that are going to be on stage that maybe are like Jamie Grace and Brie McCoy and Kendra Adachi. We would love to see you in person. You can go to knoxandjamie.com slash live and get, you can get tickets. You can also sign up for our solo uh, travelers meetup. There's still time to do that. And no matter what, we would love it if you'd sign up for our newsletter note for the audio. We have a fun pop culture fall bucket list coming your way on Friday. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Coy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.